The Sarah Padres have won the WCAL title with a 10-0 record. They're on to their next journey, the Road to State 2022. Hello and welcome to the Sarah High School Football Podcast. I'm here joined with Patrick Walsh once again, and we are in a very exciting time right now. Uh, We had a great game last week against Salinas High School with a final score of 57 to 21. Um, Great game. And it was uh, it was a really fun just environment here. Yeah. Why don't you tell us a little bit about about how you felt about that game? You're not going to ask me about the sweater? Well, I, w- I was going to ask you about the sweater. You're very patriotic I mean, today. You're just, so, I mean, you're just going to gloss over right it. Like, into it. I love the sweater, so tell us about it. I'm there sure is you- nothing behind it. I literally, I forgot that we had podcast today, and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to, I haven't worn my American flag sweater in a while. And I was thinking of making up something or making up a cool reason. Like, hey, it's the World Cup. And, oh, yeah, there you go. USA you know, played yesterday. I support USA soccer 100%. Um, I'm not wearing it for that purpose. Um, there is no purpose. It's 42 degrees. It's, it's cold. cold. <laughs> it's cold. And I was looking through all my funky sweaters and I'm like, hey, you know, what? I'm going to wear the USA one today. I like to, I like America. Let's, let's rock it. And for the record, that was the first thing I asked you is what's the significance. <laughs> I thought I was forgetting another day, like veterans day. I was like going through my brain. Sure. Like, veterans <laughs> so, is yeah. every day. You just veterans are very days. patriotic. Thank and you. That's okay. awesome. All right. Now let's talk about Salinas. All right. Let's talk about Salinas. So yeah, it was 57, 21. Um, it was, I told coach Zank, he was the head coach at Salinas. You know, during halftime when we when we met up, I just was like, "Man, I had no idea this was going to be like this," and neither did he. And we we talked before the game, and it was just one of those, just one of those moments where everything came together. And there was, you know, there's explanations for things. You can break it down play by play, but from an emotional perspective, it was just really good football. And and it was a, you know, a group of guys that came together, and we did, definitely didn't take them lightly which is what thing I think people were assuming or some people mentioned. I'm like, we're not taking these guys lightly. There's zero percent chance of that because they're good. Absolutely. And I was very impressed with the, with the overall effort, enthusiasm, um, just the way we played offense, defense, special teams in that half was, was special and, and arguably maybe the best 24 minutes we've played since I've been here at Sarah. And as I say that, and it rolls off my tongue like that, I'm, that concerns me because we got another game to play. Right. And I am fearful. I'm very, very fearful. I'm not, I'm not afraid. What do they say? Like the only thing to, to fear is fear fear itself. itself. So you can just keep going down that rabbit hole, but I'm afraid (laughs) of that. If you, if you know what I mean, just because that's something that's going to be very, very difficult to duplicate. It's also very human to assume that it's duplicable. It's very human to assume that that's just going to happen again. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about MIDI later, but for me, that's my biggest fear. That's, and that's probably what we're, we've been talking a lot about ego management this year. Right. And well, it's a fine yeah. line between, you know, like it's a fine line between fear and you know being paralyzed by fear, but yet letting fear drive you to succeed. I mean, it's a very, it it's is. a tricky, it's a tricky line, but I think you've done yeah. a great job with that. I think that you've kept the boys, you know, every week, you know, I, I have my son to give me feedback a lot too, right? Every week yeah. I hear about, you know, the way that you've helped, you know, maintain the the focus and the mindset that these teams are here to beat us. And mm-hmm. I think that there is an element, you know, that you do a great job of keeping them on that fine line so that they're not, you know, going mm-hmm. one way or the other. Because, you know, Salinas did come out. I, I mean, I was walking up to the stands as they were, you know, doing warm ups with their, 
you know, uniform bleach blonde hair. And yeah. they were, I mean, they looked big and strong and organized and that's scary on home turf. So it I is. mean, they really, and they brought a wonderful group of fans who were super supportive. And, right. um, so it, it's intimidating. It was a great environment. It was, uh, it was our last home game and I, it was a great crowd. Everybody showed up to support both teams. Um, again, coach Zank has really galvanized Salinas. I think he, he's done a great job of, of creating that culture of being a Salinas cowboy. And, mm-hmm. and he was explaining how the school comes together, the makeup of the school. And you could see that in their team. There's a strong belief system. And we knew that going in. And so we, we, uh, we gave them all the credit that they deserved and they were a 10 and one team and, and our guys just played really, really extremely well. They did. I mean, and they did yeah. too. I mean, I number their quarterback number nine, he had some really good drives too. You could see when he was getting hot. And of course our defense was amazing offense. I mean, Grant McGovern did, I mean, he had some amazing plays, Jaden Weber, Jaden Green. I mean, the list goes on. Our yeah. quarterback is insanely uh, talented. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. He great, had a great game. Yeah. And I, and I, w- I would say that no pressure, but I've just deemed Grant McGovern's new nickname is Jesus. <laughs> There you go. No and more Chucky. We're throwing that out. No, Chucky's done because that's an evil little baby doll, right. right? So now he's elevated to Jesus. That's a and big jump. why he got that nickname was because he back-to-back graded at 100%. Oh, my gosh. So back-to-back, back he's graded. Now, no pressure, Chucky. We're going to keep you humble. Yeah, keep him humble there. He Chucky. dropped a pass yesterday. And I go, come on, Pontius. You're better than this. <laughs> I don't know if anyone picked up on that. It was kind Pontius of, you know. Pontius Pilate, yep. Anyway. <laughs> So, uh, he did, yeah, we've, we, there was several contributors uh, across the board. Whenever anything happens in in that level, it's, it's a team effort, coaches, players, you know, father, Joe prayers, prayers for father, Joe, everything coming together, offense, defense, special team. So, you know, now, now it's on to the next one. That's great. Well, just to, just to finish up with this one real quick, um, at half, you guys were at 50 to seven. Um, so it was amazingly high score. Um, what were you guys thinking at halftime? I mean, what was the kind of, everybody always likes to know what you talk about in the locker room. I mean, how you keep the boys motivated for the next 24 minutes, which could arguably change, which they did with the final score of 21, um, for Salinas. So tell us about that. Well, we, we, as coaches agreed at halftime and this is the, the, High school rule is 35 points in the fourth quarter, fourth quarter if you're winning. It's a mandatory running clock. Or if you choose to do it before that, the coaches can get together and say, look, we're going to run the clock. And at that point, uh, Coach Zank and I you know, determined that it was probably time to run the clock. So I told the team, uh, we're running the clock and no starters are going to play. It's all bottom of the fire guys and let's let's get after it and hold you to the standard. And, and um, that's pretty much what I told them. We spent time organizing who's playing where, who's going in, who's coming out all those things it takes. Cause frankly, we didn't plan for this. We didn't plan for this. We, we humbly went into this game thinking it was going to be a 48 minute game, which is where we wanted the, the, the team to be. Mm-hmm. And, and it from, from the bottom of our hearts and souls, like that's what we expected. It didn't happen that way. So therefore contingency plans and planning that we didn't do before, cause we didn't expect it needed to happen at halftime. So I brought the coaches together right before said, look, we're going to run the clock. You guys need to plan and make sure that, you know, we're rotating kids in, getting kids playing time, and, and which which we saw the second half was was all of our twos and threes. Right, right. And, and Salinas did not have twos and threes in, so it was our twos and threes versus their ones, 
for the majority of the third and most of the fourth quarter. So it was good to see us competing against them. You Definitely. Know? And having that yeah. opportunity to compete yeah, against absolutely. the top tier is, absolutely. is great game practice. I just wanted to call a few, a few out. Um, you know, Brooks Trimmer did a great job at quarterback. Um, not yeah. a lot to number 26. He drove that up. I mean, he is unstoppable. It yeah. was really fun to watch him just, I'm like, wait, he's not down. He's That's <laughs> right. to go. It's great. And then, um, of course, um, Jonah, Alapati, number 60, who's yeah. having great. And numerous other people. I just was thinking about the game, they, just the people that popped up. And, you know, you had Tommy Gooch kick. You had a bunch of, you know, other right. you know other people in. I think Diago kicked as well. And then, of course, I, I've got to say, Judy A was great entirely. But I have to bring, totally. bring all of them up. I wish we could name them all because they're awesome. Um, and speaking of name dropping, I do want to just call out um, Jabari Mann for um, being named Football Defensive Player of the Year and Malawaki Smith for... Or wait, defensive player of the year and then yep. football player of the year for Milwaukee Smith. So yeah, congratulations. Yeah. That's enormous. Robert Bronstein's been just a gem for high school sports around here since my senior year. My senior year in 1992, I believe, and Robert could corroborate the story, was the first year of Cal High Sports. Mm-hmm. Wow. And that long. Yeah, and I think I, I think we I was a part of the first banquet. I think everything was the first or, or, or maybe the second, but... So it's been really cool to see how Robert has grown um, and kept high school sports relevant in an area where there's so much going on. Niners, Warriors, Sharks. I mean, there's so many things going on around here. You got Napa, you got the beach, you got everything. It's just sometimes high school sports can be pushed to the side where, you know, in Texas, it's national TV for Absolutely. the nation of Texas. <laughs> and also with just shifting media too, right? I mean, the True. gone are the days of, you know, literally opening up the, what, you know, we had hundreds of independent newspapers, you know, True. just local, you know, boutique and villager and the San Mateo, right. you know, I mean, not the daily journal, but it was like the, the press or the times or whatever, but you would see your name. You know, I remember right. my brothers, it was consistent. And so it's kind of funny that, that he's still found an area to, to make right. sure that they're recognized. So yeah, TV, TV still exists in, in 2022. Yeah. And so Robert with the, you know, with the help of the Niners and it's just really great to see just someone that carts around on a camera, you know, to work to what he's still doing. Like right. he's on the sideline of all the big games. It's just really cool to see, you know, a, a friend and a, and a colleague or whatever, you know, just keep rising and growing his business. And he's, his home is, is uh Levi stadium now. And I think he's going to continue to expand across California. So I want to thank him, but I'm bringing him up because he, he and his team selected those two guys as uh, players of the year in their respective category. And I think it's very deserving. I think it's very deserving. I, I can say, cause I was just curious about this. What was the most amount of touchdowns a Sarah quarterback has ever had in a season? And that's Luke Batari ah. in 2019. Dang it. 17. Sorry, Luke. I, I'm bad with, with years. But Luke had 30 touchdowns in a year. Wow. And uh, Milo Waukee has 35. Oh, wow. So, that's a really, really good yeah. statistic. And since he can't take there. away touchdowns, right. you know, um, he's officially has the most touchdowns passes thrown in a single season. With 35, and, and we still have a game left this weekend. So. We do, we do. And Hopefully that's what I want to talk about. Well, I mean, hats off to Malawaki. He's awesome. He's so much fun to watch, and he's just such a, a, a great, a great young man. So wonderful, well deserved. Okay, so we're entering the CCS Championships, and mm-hmm. um, we will play at San Jose City College at 7 p.m. Friday after Thanksgiving. It's very fun to be playing mm-hmm. um, still, having the season extend through Thanksgiving. Lots to be thankful for. Um, we will play Midi, and um, Midi actually beat uh, St. Francis by one point in mm-hmm. overtime last Friday night. Mm-hmm. And um, let's talk about Midi. Have we? How often have we played them in the CCS Championships? Um, we've played them 
in 2013. Uh, coach Matt Hanniger was the was the head coach then, and uh, that year we were something, or they were something in two, and they lost to Sarah Mitty at that time. Lost to Sarah in the regular season game in a very competitive game, and then lost in the CCS championship game in a very very competitive game. And that was the only two losses Mitty had that year. Coach Hanniger, dear friend of mine, um, you know his kids and uh, Hanniger has gone through Mitty since Mitty was founded, I believe. <laughs> Um, so the, the Hanniger name nice. is synonymous with, with Mitty sports athletics, daughter played there, won a state championship. So we become friends over the years. And, um, that was a, that was a very, very tight game. I remember we had a third and like 37 or something. And we ran F sluggo down the middle to Kava Cassidy and he caught it, got a first down. That was like the beginning of like the turn in the game. Um, and then we also played Archbishop Mitty in 2017, I believe. When uh, Shane Villaroma was a senior, again, I could be getting these wrong, but dang it. Uh, yeah, I think it was 2017. Um, and I remember we ran a bubble pass on like the first play of the game and Shane, we had a great blocking and he, he went and scored. It was a very, very close game. I think it was like seven to six at halftime. Wow. I mean, I'm anticipating this again this, this week. Uh, this is a proud team. This is a team that ha has had ups and downs throughout the season. They have really, really strong senior leadership. I talked about on the first time we played Mitty, they have a strong belief system in who they are. Mm -hmm. And I knew this when we played them in a summer passing league, that something was different about this Mitty team than the year before. You mentioned that. You mentioned the black uniforms, the, that they'd come out just looking like such a such an organized front. I remember you saying they that. They did. They did. And I was at Palo Alto High School, and I and I just I remember commenting to, to Coach Sullivan, like, man, this is there's leadership all over this because mm -hmm. the year before, I think they won one game or two games. And, and I remember coach Sullivan not being very happy about that naturally. And then just kind of the change and the culture of how they did things is continuing on now throughout the season. And now, I mean, they've won two overtime games in the playoffs, which is incredible. That's great. Yes. You know, and I, I there was a title uh, of, of one of the articles I was going through the things that popped up or whatever. And it said uh, Monarch magic or something like that. And, talked about broke down the, the last game against St. Francis, which was unbelievable way to win a game. It was unbelievable. I actually called Danny the next day, like, man, bravo, bravo, because they had all sorts of reasons to quit every there's it was a, give it was a Mitty game. a reason yeah. to quit in that game. And they did not, which again, goes back to summer culture and everything coaches doing over there, which is very, very impressive. I have a ton of respect for that. And um, when you're down 15 with four minutes to play in a game, game's over allegedly, right? They scored, they got, to, they got a, uh, a PAT, and, and on the PAT, they roughed the kicker. St. Francis roughed the kicker. That moves the ball up from the 40 to the 45, a 15-yard penalty. So now they're down eight. And maybe this, I, this is one of the best onside kicks I've ever seen um, by the midi kicker. Left hash, pops it into the ground to the right hash, lands at the top of the numbers right at the 35-yard line, right on the line, and a midi kid scoops it like he's Derek Jeter at shortstop. <laughs> and they fall down. Now they have the ball at the 34. Down eight. Score. Get the two-point conversion. I mean, they, there was a penalty on third and something in the corner. There was a PI call. I mean, it just everything was going right. This is the whole, this whole magic concept, right? The, yeah. And then they get the two-point conversion. And then they score. They're up seven. And then St. Francis scores, and they did not get the extra point. So it was just an amazing game. I was sitting there watching it like, Holy cow. This is unbelievable. So in terms of a sporting event, that was amazing. And they That's went huge. for two against Los Gatos the week before in overtime. I was going to say that. And yeah. they got that to number 10, Scudero. He's an amazing player. And 
you know, so there, there's a lot of juice over there. There's a lot of, there's a lot of magic. There's a lot of great play. There's a lot of coaching. There's a lot of belief and it's, it's going to be, it's going to be something that we're going to have to deal with. Like I've been talking each week, there's always a, a storyline. There's always an obstacle. And for me, you know, I, you, everyone looks at players, they look at players. And for me as a head coach, I look at belief systems and I look at that to me is always the, I'm the most afraid of teams that, that have belief that anything can happen. Right. And I want our team to know and have the belief that anything can happen as it relates to what happened last week. Okay. So now I'm like, okay, we're going to, if we're making assumptions that this is going to happen this week, we're going to be in deep trouble. Mm Mm-hmm. And which is fine. I mean, at this point, like I, I've told you guys many, many, many times, like I'm okay with losing football games. I am okay with it. We haven't done it this year, (laughs) which is good. I prefer this. (laughs) I prefer it. But if life needs to teach us lessons, then we're going to learn them. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I'm not afraid of it. I'm not afraid of it. If we play with fear, like, oh my God, we're we're 12 and 0. And what if we lose? And we're going to lose. Okay. So I don't, I'm not going to tolerate that at this point. We are who we are. We've developed the relationships. This is the time to throw everything on the table. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just the whole push your chips in on the table. Let's go. Okay. And Mitty's going to fight and Sarah's going to fight. And this is what we want to know in the division one, not open. We were talking about right. this. We have, we're the division one championship game. And, uh, it's going to be at San Jose city college, which is exciting. Last year was at Westwood or Westmont or something. And, um, you know, it's, it's, we used to this, where we used to host it at the CCS many times. And I think they went through just a whole remodel. It's a beautiful stadium. It is down in San Jose, which is close to Midi. So we need the Padres to show up. We need the Padre student body, the Padre alumni, that Padre nation to show up because it's a short drive for, for the Monarch community. It's right in the backyard. So, you know, if not, then we'll, we'll, we're head down and going to play anyway. Exactly. Well, I think that you're going to have a lot of people that are very interested in being there to watch. Uh, it's just such good football. It's so fun. Um, getting back to MIDI, um, we did play them for, on our homecoming game, our game under the lights on the 30th of September. Our final score was 35 to 7. Um, I think they, th- they scored actually in the last quarter. So we had kind of held them. Um, that was one yeah, of those games th- that was going to be... We were ta- we talked at one point. Remember, we were talking about why they always get seven points. It was like three games that mm-hmm. you know yeah. we had to shut out until seven points. But um, but they were one of them. Um, and I just you know could we just talk about like the team right now? I, I you've talked about the belief system and and we do we have talked a lot about when you see football teams just come together and and mm-hmm. and rise. So I can see um, that. But in terms of the skill, can you talk a little bit about the skill of the team? Yeah. So as I relate this to our game this weekend, Mitty's gotten better throughout the year. And so is Sarah. So when I've watched our team play that game, because obviously we're studying that film, we weren't great. We weren't, we're better now. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's objective. Um, and largely I'm, I'm relating that to me being the line coach, the offensive line coach. And we've made a ton of mistakes in that game, just a ton of mistakes. And, and Mitty did a great job of exploding them. Uh, we had some takeaways in that game. Um, you know, we had some blocking errors in that game. There were things that, that we could be doing better and we're going to be challenged on Friday night once again. And I want to see if what I'm saying is true. Like I know Mitty's better, right? And we have, mm-hmm. this isn't the fifth game of the year. This is the 13th game of the year. So we have, we have kids that are more experienced than they were when we played that night. 
So I'm hopeful that we can use all the lessons that we've learned from that night, everything that we've learned in between, and galvanize all those lessons and pour it out on the field Friday night. That's that's the plan. And really leave nothing um, unturned, really, and just no regrets, really. No regrets. Good. It's it's game 13. This is yeah. th- There's finality now. There's This is the time of year where there is finality. This is the beautiful thing about the playoffs, right? right? It's 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 we can talk about now you're talking about players of the year and you're talking about all league you're talking about awards because there's finality to the end the mm-hmm. dash is getting just was a the dash it's yeah. getting it's ticking, it's ticking away. right and if we want to reset the clock we have to win on friday night and either way there's finality to it this is the last game in the ccs uh, it's a big the, deal, yeah. yeah. It's so, been a great season. It's been a great season for for many, many teams. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, many included. So you asked me be... about the skill. Yes, I did. Okay, I, did. I was so, I was laying off just in case you didn't yeah, want to go. You there. asked me about the skill. I mean, their quarterback's amazing. Their we quarterback's amazing. Number ten's amazing. Number three's amazing. They have a salty defense that flies around. They got number forty on defense is really tough. Seventy three plays two ways. He's a really really good player. Twenty two is a plugger in the middle. Number eight's caught really a lot of balls. Number six is running the ball well. Number one is the field general back there yep. doing a great job. I mean, I and so they, they they have great skill and a great belief system. Sarah, our defense is still playing great. And we've over twelve games we've played great. And we need to continue on that. We can't let off the gas right now. We gotta continue to fly to the ball. Gotta continue to fit in our gaps. We gotta continue to play coached a well coached defense. We gotta continue to push, continue to get better. We seek we seek to be the very best we can be at all times. There's, this is not the time to take a step back. And if we do, we learn, we cry, we move on. Right. Okay? This, but this is not the time. We continue to push. We continue to get better because we're, we've never arrived in, in, in our existence as a human. We're never going to be perfect. But we can always strive to be. We can strive to be the best we can be. We were 9 of 12 on goals last week. We were 4 for 4 on offense, which was great to see. And we made two mistakes in the 12% category. Two. We almost were perfect in terms of mistakes. Okay, we had one fumble. The ball got stripped out of uh, Jaden Weber's hands, and Seamus was there to gather it, thankfully. So it was not a turnover, but it was a fumble. And we had one penalty. So we had two mistakes. We've never had a game where we were perfect in that category, right? Never. So we were four for four there. We were two for four on defense. Okay, the the ones gave up seven, and then bottom of the fire came in, and they scored 14. So Mm -hmm. we we did not get our points goal. Okay, so we, we want 17 points or less a game. Did not get that goal. It was 21. And we had zero takeaways. Nice to get some takeaways mm-hmm. on, on Friday. These, those are just um, kind of life-changing events right. on both sides. <laughs> Freaks me out. Takeaways are, are they're just soul wrenchers. They're soul givers. <laughs> they're life givers. <laughs> yes. They're life takers. And you got to either overcome them or <laughs> build off of them. On, yeah. Yeah. And then our special teams was three for four. Did a great job. We had one punt that didn't go 32 and a half yards. Other than that, we played really clean on special teams. So, we, you know, we were 12 for 12 once this year. I mean, it's very, very difficult to do. Almost impossible. We've only done it twice in the history of the school. Yep. Um, but we got we got room to grow, too. And our, it's been improving, though. Every t- every week that you've been giving our, our scores, I mean, they're going up. It's just it's correct. amazing to see. So it's, you know, our exactly team what you just said. Our team achievement goal for the season is 72%. That magic number of 75% is something, and, and, and this was really cool. Dylan Judia, who's arguably our captain of special teams now because he's been kicking all the oh, time yeah. and doing a great job, um, was very, very mindful of our kickoff return because we have to get to the 35-yard line or, or, or better. And Jaden scrambled and made it, broke a tackle and got to the 35. He's like, all right, all right, we got that goal. So I like that the team is mindful about 
something other than the scoreboard. Right. I think that's special. It is. Right? That's a special thing. So hopefully we can continue to channel that, that, that inner drive mm -hmm. to be the best we can be as, as people and, and students with the 3.42, like striving to get to that 3.5, just a little bit more. I mean, what if we turn in the Dig grades? Deeper. And, yeah. So I don't know. I'm just, I'm never satisfied. It's kind of a curse. I, I wish I could, sometimes, you know, I, I really wish I could be more grateful about the past. But as I've told you before, nostalgia for some reason gives me great pain mm -hmm. because it's gone. And so I don't even think about it. It's just over, whether it's good or bad. You know, obviously pain in the past can, can haunt you in the future. So maybe it's good that I have this fear of nostalgia because I block it or deal with it and move on. And then success is just, for me, it's, it, it doesn't mean anything because it doesn't matter to what's happening at this moment. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? It does. I mean, it does. I and I think that, you know, and then when the, and then once the season's over, then your reflection can begin, right? And you can pull out yeah, what you of, want. Yeah, kind of, but then right? what about From, 2023? Well, then you... <laughs> I don't know. Right? I, I don't have the answer. Uh, yeah. See, I just keep. But going I think you're doing a great job with what you've been doing. You. So whatever your whatever your recipe is, keep following it. Yeah. Well, it, it's working, and um, you know you're inspiring so many every year, year over year. I mean, whether they're on your team suited up or they're in the yeah. you know, spectators or just listening to the podcast, you know, you you continue to inspire. So keep All it right. up. Thank you. I did just think about a um, Seamus Go Martin. We didn't bring him up oh, yeah. I, when we were just talking about. Yes, I was thinking when you said Judy, but his. Um, I mean, he set the tone of the game at the beginning. You know, with his touchdown and, and two point conversion. So um, hats off to him. And yeah, and thinking third about down these play. Other kids uh, too right now that I should. Third name. down play. Yeah, it's just. I don't think it's fair to name everyone. I know. I just you know. keep thinking like, oh, he was great and he was great. And there was that totally. crazy hit. I mean, there's been a lot of, there was, there was right. a lot of great plays. So yeah, that was a great catch by, by Shane. It's great throw by, by Milo Walkie too. It was amazing. hundred percent. Well, let's talk about gratitude because um, mm -hmm. I know that you are a hugely grateful individual and it's, um, I'm sure you're very appreciative to be playing mm -hmm. over Thanksgiving. You always say that every year. It's like to get to Thanksgiving. I mean, you say yeah. that back in the summer. So um, yeah. can you tell us a little bit about the Padre football tradition of Thanksgiving? If you make it this far, what do you do for the fans? Sure. Well, one time, every time once in the summer when it's hot as hell, I'll wear my Thanksgiving <laughs> sweatshirt. It says the Trinity and it's got a chicken leg and a, a thing, an apple pie, and then a football, yep. and it, <laughs> which is about as American as it can get. So I was I, just going to say, if, I, if I thought ahead, I'd, so this, this is now everyone knows I didn't plan any of this, but so I should have wore my Thanksgiving sweatshirt uh, or sweater, which is, which is the Trinity. And, and it's, Merely a, an expression to the team in the summertime that if we work, we'll be practicing on Thanksgiving. Practicing on Thanksgiving means you're playing for a section championship. Right. Very special moment. Big deal. We've made it a, a, a thing because we practice on Thanksgiving quite a bit around here, thankfully, that we do a prayer service with the family. Families bring goodies. Potluck, yep. You know, hopefully there's some uh, protein-based goodies. Like maybe just a chicken leg, I'll eat it at ten in the morning. Um, yeah, no sweet be turkey this year. Yeah, you mean turkey leg? I was yeah. Just God, anyway, but there's donuts and all sorts of pastries and whatnot. It's really good. The families come. There's coffee. Parents are encouraged to come support the kids, and then we do a, a, a you know a brief prayer at the fifty. I already have it. I have a prayer picked out by Chief Seattle, nice. uh, which is really really cool. Obviously, Chief Seattle is what Seattle's named after. So this is a very heartwarming um, prayer that I'm going to share with everybody, the 50 and hopefully the, the kids show up and the alumni show up. You know, it's, it's really cool. And you do a practice for us all to watch. We practice. Really cool. yep. Yeah. And, and then, then we, and then we go after. to chapel. Yeah. That's yeah. great. 
So awesome. it's, it's a great, it's a great day. And the only thing better than practicing on Thanksgiving is practicing after Thanksgiving. Yeah, right. <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. Um, but I do want to talk about um, what it means should, you know, whatever team wins, what's next. I do want to mm-hmm. talk about that in a second. Um, but I do, I wanted to bring up the hats. Um, some of you might have seen the really cool, I guess, what would you call that print? They debuted on Poly Day for some people, the Block S. It's, do you know what the print is called? Your, um, they, it's more of like a, a tropical it's, print. It's a tropical print. It's, yeah. um, but anyway, the hats are... Um, are on a donor-based um, contribution. And if anybody's interested, they're really cool. We'll go ahead and um, try to put an image on at one point. But um, yeah. they, you can go ahead and DM Padre Football, um, the Instagram, and we can get you in touch with Nicole Sorrell, who's um, kind of spearheading the yeah. effort. But Thank you, Nicole. all proceeds go to the football program, and it's um, it's just a wonderful way to support uh, yeah. Padre Football. So, so we, we have, wear a cool hat. We <laughs> have the, the hat with, there's an S, and I, and I got 50 of them for the, the program. And the... Um, uh, the coaches got all those and it's, it's an S, but there's no blue line around the S. And and when I, I basically stole this from Pepperdine from Willie's golf, Pepperdine has the same print and it's got the P with, with the blue around the P and that's what I wanted. Well, the first 50 hats came out without the blue line around it. I see. So I'm calling it the blue line tropical hat. Very cool. I bought 100 of them and I'm only, and we're only going to sell 100. They're not really selling them. They didn't cost $200 obviously, right. but it's a, it's a, I'm using the hat. If you make a $200 donation or more or more, yeah, fair enough. Um, then as a reflection of that, of that gift, then you get a blue line hat. There's only a hundred of them. We've already sold, I think 35 or 40. Yeah. A lot of people so are, about 60 are wanting left. them, but I thought I'd just plug them here Thank just you. because yeah. Awesome. So moving forward, um, should, I mean the, the next thing after the CCS championships, how, how does that work? Could you just talk about just the yeah. divisions and all of that? Because I think people are, are kind of curious sure. as to what's next if if we um, or not if we win exactly like that's why I'm using an if. Thank you. So because we're at the final stages of things, there's a, there's a lot of things um, people talk about like what could happen, what should happen, what may happen, and all that as you're running through the the season. That's the fun part. That's where the fans come in and they there's conjecture about who can do this and that and what's going to happen. Here's what's happening. Now that we're here, here's what's happening. Whoever wins the modern day Bosco game, they're playing in the Rose Bowl, which I'd much rather be in San Jose City College. It's a way better venue than the Rose Bowl. I'm just telling you. Okay. The whoever so they're w- playing Friday night, the same Friday night that we I were think playing. Friday. Yes. I don't know for sure, but I if they're so. playing Friday or Saturday, whatever. Um, they're playing in the Rose Bowl. Whoever wins that game will be the southern representative for the open division of the state championship. Okay? That's final. That's just and then whoever loses cries and goes home and they're done. They had a great year. In the North, in the North, St. Mary's was undefeated at one point. They lost in the first round. So St. Mary's could have played Folsom. They're not playing Folsom. Okay? So if you look at the, the North sections that could produce a team mm-hmm. for the North representative of that scenario, mm-hmm. it's Sarah. If Sarah wins the game, then we would play the winner of Bosco Modern Day. There's no argument to that because we beat Folsom and we beat De La Salle and everyone else below us, basically. That's just the way it is. Right. If we lose, we cry, we go home, had a great season, <laughs> and we learn and we move on. Right. Okay? And I like that about the section. You win, you keep playing. You lose, you cry, you learn, you move on. It's painful. A lot of great lessons in pain. Okay. So if we lose the game, there needs to be an open representative, right? Yeah. To play the winner of modern day Bosco, which then would be 
Folsom, if they win their section championship. Okay, got it. If Folsom wins their section championship, they would play Modern Day Bosco if Sarah lost because they beat De La Salle. Oh, I see. Okay. I see the trickle down then. Yeah. And that's where it's at. And then everything falls below that. And that's this, the only definitive thing you can say about the state playoff system is in the open division. That's it. And even last year, it wasn't definitive. It was definitive that modern day was in it, but the board got together and just randomly in a way selected Sarah. I mean, St. Francis beat De La Salle. Then we beat St. Francis in the championship game. Mm -hmm. Then they selected us. It was either us or De La Salle because we don't, we don't produce a loser in the CCS championship game for the the continuance of the state game. Our section doesn't do that. I see. Now, some would argue that St. Francis should have been like, if you could say, look, if Sarah has a bad night, they had 12 great nights and they're 12 and one and they're one of the best teams in the, in the North, you know, but I like the finality of everything. I, I personally like it. I mean, what right, wrong or indifferent. It's just, it's the way it is. And football's a game that if you win, you move on. If you lose, you cry and go home and you, you learn. Right. So, and then everything below like one double a and one a and two double a and two a and all that, like it goes, all the teams that are section champs goes to the state board, CIF, Ron and Chetty at CIF. And then they place games, regional games. Okay. So then if like, if Mitty were to win, they're not done after this. No, no. Mitty, Mitty would be the division one championship uh, champion and they would play probably in a regional game against maybe De La Salle or someone else. I see. Interesting. So it is, it's, it's complex yet pretty. Right. And then we, so then you have the, the Bakersfield teams and you got Fresno teams and you got the North teams and you, and then everything kind of comes into play the way this season worked out because a lot of teams played each other, mm-hmm. you know, St. Mary's played Folsom, St. Mary, um, no, they didn't play Folsom, but St. Mary's played De La Salle. St. Mary's played a bunch of teams that we all played. We played De La Salle. There's kind of De La Salle is always the link in this. You can't right. talk about the state. I, feel like we, I thought we were going to play St. Mary's at some point. I mean, they were looking pretty good. I thought that maybe we'd see them in the later in the season at some point. I don't know. Well, no, because if they chose, if St. Mary's beat Folsom, mm-hmm. And the state picked St. Mary's to play in the open division against modern day or Bosco. Then they would go. That's right. Okay. And we would play in a regional game against De La Salle probably. Anyway, at this point, that's all that's out. It's fun for people to banter and learn and and listen. Like, you know, Rosie came in here and said, Hey, why aren't we in the open division this year? Like in the section? Well, our section doesn't do open division. It has division one, two, three, four, and five. And one may call one open because right. we do take our eight best teams and put them in one based on our power system. Mm-hmm. So it, in a way, it's an open division. Which is where we played Palma as eight and we were one, right? Correct. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Anyway. Awesome. Well, thank you for that because I know, I, I mean, everybody wants to know that. And I feel like every single year we have to ask that question because it is always different. It's like a little puzzle for those of us that aren't coaches. Yes. And I don't think about it at all. And the only time I allow myself to think about it when it's just is. When it's final and I'm good with it. Awesome. Well, this has been a great chat and I um, do appreciate your time. I want to wish you a happy Thanksgiving and I'll see you at the prayer service. But um, I just want to express our gratitude for your program, your coaches, your teammates, your fans, the school of Sarah that supports us as well. Um, It's just, we have a lot to be thankful for. And um, yeah, I think gratitude is a very powerful human weapon um, because it, it forces us out of our own miserable state of affairs um, it's easy to be miserable. It's easy to be self-deprecating. It's easy to to kind of walk through life just feeling sorry for ourselves and whatnot. And gratitude will shake you right out of that real quick. So I'm I love Thanksgiving for many reasons, 
turkey legs, apple pie, and football is, is one of them. But mostly just the sheer, the sheer concept of our country taking pause to be grateful and thankful for all the wonderful things that we do have. Maybe that's why I wore this sweater. I love it. We live in an amazing country. It's not perfect. We have, we have a lot of issues. But at the end of the day, humans are good. Okay, not all humans are good, but we strive to be good. And the, the people that understand that and operate from a system of love, this is the week that you can truly be thankful. And I am very, very thankful for everything that's happening here. And Sarah, I love this place. I have to say before we all leave, I'm so thankful for my coaching staff. I love these men. They're amazing. And uh, I would not be sitting here uh, as a representative of Sarah football without them. And I, I want them to know how thankful and grateful I am for what you would say, talents, gifts, treasures, or whatever the things you say. It's only a mere reflection. Mine is only a mere reflection from the effort of this fantastic coaching staff. I will die. I will go to my grave saying that about these guys. I'm very, very honored and humbled to have them part of Sarah football. Well, they say that gratitude is contagious and so are those sentiments because I feel the same way and I'm just so happy to be able to sit here and talk with you and you, um, reflect on all the wonderful things you guys are doing. So happy Thanksgiving. Go Padres. We'll see everybody at 7 p.m. San Jose City College with full bellies ready to cheer on the Padres. So go Padres. Go Padres.